Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. This podcast is presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org. Welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program with all the good news and more. Brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers, where caring for the needy, feeding the hungry, and changing lives happens every day. Now here are your hosts for Mission Possible, Ron and Marilyn Brummett. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to Mission Possible, the good news program brought to you by the Miami Rescue Mission and Broward Outreach Centers. We are known as the Caring Place, and I've been caring for the homeless and needy here in South Florida since 1922. If you got your calculator, that's 99 years of serving those in great need. Good morning again, and happy Easter, by the way. My name's Ron Brummett. I happen to be the president, and I've been here 31 years 30 years has been uh, as a staff member. And so I'm so grateful that I have got to see firsthand people that are broken, that are addicted, that are fleeing domestic violence, uh, people that you might see sleeping on a park bench or on a bus bench as you're traveling through our counties here in Miami-Dade and Broward, or maybe someone's a panhandler you've seen, and they've come in out of great need, out of desperation, and they've got their lives totally turned around. You know, not only are they off the street, but they're happier, more productive people. And so today is Easter. We had our great celebration on Friday, our Good Friday outreach. It's called Thanksgiving on Good Friday. Uh, in years past, uh, well, not last year, but uh, in the years before, in 2020, before COVID, uh, we did, we would shut down the streets in Broward and Miami where our centers are located. And we'd have a tremendous block party with entertainment and music and things for the kids to do and a petting zoo. I mean, it just went on and on. And then our, our we would have a special ceremony where we would wash the feet of the homeless. Well, we couldn't do it last year because of COVID and we can't do it this year. So what we decided to do was have a drive-through event on Good Friday it's very important in the Christian religion that on Good Friday, Jesus Christ died uh, and, he, and that death was for the sins of people. You know, he was going to pay for our sins. And through Jesus, we have forgiveness of our sins and also uh, the hope of eternal life to be with him in glory. So on Good Friday is a very special day. And uh, this past Friday, we weren't able to do those kind of things, but we were we did have a drive through for over 300 families. And this was actually a caravan. They were pre-registered. Everything was done with uh, very much with precautions and make sure that people stayed safe and secure and, and uh, did things with all the sanitizing and, and just to make sure that people felt uh, comfortable. And not only, not only the ones who were coming through in the drive-through, but also the volunteers and our staff that was present. So people that came through got a basket of food. They've got, a, well, really a big box of food. They've got uh, clothing, they got hygiene products, and the kids got Easter baskets. So 
uh, just a big thank you for everyone that helped us with that. We always worry, can we get enough? So 300 families registered, that was almost close to 900 people right there. So that was a great event. We also had a tent for prayer if they wanted to stop their car and get prayed. And we also had a baptismal tank there uh, for and with clergy that people were actually baptized. So it was a great, great time. You know, we can't do all of this. And especially today on Easter, when we're celebrating the resurrection, Friday is the death of Jesus. Today is the resurrection of Jesus and the Christian faith. It's a wonderful time. A lot of times, this is only two times in the year that a lot of people go to church. You know, they say the C and E Christians, they go on Christmas and Easter, but it is a very significant time. And we also just finished the week of Passover. Uh, it doesn't happen this often, but it does happen where Passover overlaps with Easter. So Passover is a very special day for our Jewish friends. It points back to the deliverance of a bondage from Egypt and uh, it really brought the Jewish people together in the leadership of Moses. And so they have a celebration uh, for the whole week. And then we have the week of unleavened bread starts. But uh, it's really significant that we were able to participate in that week of Passover. Uh, we were teaching the Seder at our centers and what the Jewish faith is all about. But then to have our Easter celebration, our Christian celebration at the same time. You know, uh, you can still help us by going to caringplace.org slash Easter. That's caringplace.org slash Easter for $2.10. And, and this is a great way and a great day to, to help us. For $2.10, you can get uh, a meal uh, to, to be given to someone in great need. So for $21, that's 10 meals. And I believe, and I've seen this in my 30 years here, that hope often begins with that first meal. When people come through our doors, uh, they know about us, but they know that we not only give food, we have programs uh, and we want people to get their lives turned around. But a lot of times they don't want it, they're not ready to get their life turned around. But when they have that meal and we offer them a shower, you know, we offer them a change of clothes, uh, then they, they open up their, their mind and their heart to the possibility. You know, it, sometimes people will come five, six, 10, 12, maybe 50 times to get a meal before they make that decision. You know something, I really wanna get off the streets. I wanna change my life. And that's why those, that meals are so important. We don't wanna just feed people continuously. We don't believe in that. But we do want to meet people. You know, it's hard to talk to somebody when they're hungry, when they're dirty, when they're wearing bad clothes. They're not really receptive. And we just want to con continue to love on them and to encourage them and beat them up with love. And so they get to the point where when they really are ready, they say, you know something, I'm, I, I need to come off the street that they'll do that. Again, you go to caringplace.org slash Easter and you can help us today. And this, the, the funds are not just for today, it's for the spring season. You know, all the nonprofits that I know of uh, have gone through some very, very hard times with the COVID, uh, loss of funding, a loss of staff. And so right now, more than ever, your support is so greatly appreciated. Another way you can help us uh, as we are in the spring, uh, we're moving into spring, is we have a, a spring cleaning with a purpose campaign going on. Uh, as you go through your home and your, maybe your wardrobe or you're going to change up some of your furnishings or you're going to get rid of some things or you're downsizing, uh, we ask you to go to our caringplace.org slash thrift, caringplace.org slash thrift. And we have a store. A lot of people don't know that, but we have a thrift store, a bargain store. 
uh, located on 8700 Northwest 7th Avenue. That's 8700 Northwest 7th Avenue. It is gorgeous and you can get bargains galore. That's why we call it the Bargain Barn. And we accept donations throughout Broward and Miami-Dade County. Uh, we don't want things that are beaten up or have to be thrown in the trash. That actually costs us money to drive out there, pick it up, and then dump it. Uh, a lot of sometimes, unfortunately, people call us and they get upset because they got an old beaten up couch and we can't take it. And we try to explain to them, say, you know something, we're going to pick that up, but we can't even refurbish it. We can't sell it. We have to take it to the trash. And so it's just cost us money. But all the other items, you know, your furnishings, you know, your bedroom suites, your living room suites, uh, we will use them in our centers and the one and the stuff that we have too much of, we'll put it in the bargain barn in our thrift store. And also at the thrift store is a training area for our program residents. So we're not going to maybe teach them to be salesmen, but they're going to be exposed to that. And the main thing is that they get used to a routine where they go to a place where they can help. Uh, there's a you know time period, just like a job. They learn responsibility, how to deal with pressure, how to get things done. And that prepares them from going out in the real world and getting a real job. So it's a win-win for everybody. It, again, this is our, our, our spring cleaning with the purpose campaign. You can repurpose your items. We always need uh, articles of clothing. We're serving 700 to 800 people every single day. And so we, we need shirts, we need blouses, we need pants and, and shoes and so on. So we can give them to our, our men, women, and children that are in our centers. Many times they'll come to us with absolutely nothing or hardly anything for their children and themselves. And if they're successful and they pass all their classes and do what they're supposed to do, by the time they're ready to get a job and to move out, they will have a complete wardrobe. And that's again, because of the generosity of our community. So a spring cleaning with a purpose, that's caringplace.org slash thrift. And we will take your donated items. In fact, if you have smaller bags, so you just have a few bags, you look on our website there and you can drop them off at our centers in Miami or in Broward. Well, today is Easter. I pray that you and your loved ones are gonna have a, a great celebration. Uh, we, we pray for our Jewish friends, our Muslim friends, our people of all faiths. Together, we want to help the homeless. We want to see their lives turned around. Well, God bless you again. We've got a great program. So stay tuned right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Center. We're so excited. We have on the phone with us today Eileen Cruz Lezama from the University of Miami. Thank you for joining us, Eileen. How are you doing today? Hi, Leanne. I'm doing well. Um, how are you? Good. Great to have you. I mean, I know you guys You guys did something amazing. But before we go into that, well, n number one, let me thank you. I'm going to thank you at least two more times during the interview. We're so grateful for you <laughs> and everything that you did. But before that, tell me a little bit about yourself. Of course. So, hi again. I'm Eileen. I'm a senior at the University of Miami, majoring in microbiology and immunology. I am also pre-dental, and as such, I am president of the American Society of Pre-Dental Students here at UM. Uh, this is my second year in that position, and so last year, you know, my first year as president, I knew there were some things that I wanted to change about the organization, and specifically, I uh, looked through all of our records, um, our Google Drive. I was trying to find any record 
of maybe having done a dental hygiene drive and I couldn't find anything on there. So I decided to take the initiative myself and create our first annual, we called it the Hurricane Dental Drive. Uh, so last year, that was our first year doing it. And so it was very, very ambitious. I wanted to, you know, I thought I could, that we could as an organization amass enough donations to give to like four shelters. However, that was not the case. That was a little too ambitious. Um, but we were able to partner with both Miami Rescue Mission and Lotus House. Uh, and so then again, this year, we did the same thing. We just decided, you know, to only reach out again to Miami Rescue Mission and Lotus House. And so, yeah, so we just finished our second annual drive last week. Yeah. And you did amazing. Let me tell you, that was, uh, I was with you from beginning to end, uh, working on the details. I mean, needless to say, you are someone, I, you, you inspire me, okay? You're a full-time student, uh, you're getting all these degrees, but yet you want to do something good to give back to our community. That is so important, and we thank you so much for doing that, and also because you're bringing this up to students to other students in University of Miami who are, so maybe they didn't know how to help, right? So they're interested, they want to do something good, but sometimes they don't know. So I always like to say that, that to our listeners, because sometimes you may have people in your life who are willing to help, willing to lend a hand to someone else, uh, but they don't know how. So Eileen, you were that person who said, you know what, let's make something different. <laughs> we're having fun, we're yeah. getting all of our degrees, we're studying really hard, but what's missing and you actually made that happen and for Lotus House which is an amazing organization and also for us so thank you for for donating those items because you know for homeless individuals anything relating to uh, dental hygiene items that is always so much a need right now how did you encourage them I always like to hear the story yes okay so I touched a little bit about like my background but in terms of the drive so last year Last year was difficult because, again, it was my first year as president. And so I decided to do it last year. It was around January that I did the planning because I wanted to do it in February since February is National uh, Children's Dental Health Month. So I figured, you know, these are shelters that do help out children as well as, you know, women and, and men, of course. But because of that, I wanted to have the drive in February. And so... I'm the type of person uh, who is a little bit, I do have those natural leadership tendencies, but also I'm a perfectionist myself. So I try to tackle it all on my own last year. And I think that's definitely where I knew I could do better. So then this year I, I changed it up. I decided, you know what, this time around, I'm going to reach out more to the members of the organization. You know, I created a Google form and I asked them, you know, what would you like to help with? So we have boxes, of course, for the physical drive that, you know, they're just cardboard boxes from the Home Depot, but I didn't want to just leave just, you know, these ugly cardboard boxes out. I wanted to make them nice like I did last year. And last year I did it all on my own. I did four boxes, four large uh, boxes, and I covered them with paper all on my own. But then this year I was like, you know what, I'm going to outsource. I'm going to ask members because, of course, like you said, you know, students want to help, but sometimes they don't know how. So I reached out to them. And I asked them, you know, do you want to help with boxes? Do you want to help with our email campaign, uh, with our social media fundraising? You know, what would you like to do? And so, you know, members, uh, they responded to the form. And then 
through that, I decided, okay, so this, I'm going to reach out to these people. And that way it was a lot easier this year. We did, we covered the boxes way quicker than when I did it all on my own last year because uh, I had members help me out. And then they also helped out with social media. And so this year, because of the pandemic, because, you know, there's still a population of students who are online and they're, they're fully remote, we did also some social media fundraising, and that way we were able to get some financial donations. So then now, hopefully this weekend or the weekend after, we'll be able to go out and buy some dental hygiene products ourselves or, or um, buy them through Amazon. So we'll be doing that soon. So then that way we'll be able to give even more than the donations we received. Absolutely. And and again, you know, I, I you know what I liked about what you said? So last year we were doing this, but this year we improved. And this year we found better ways. And that is awesome because what that tells me every single time is please do not give up. If something didn't go as planned, you know what? Try it again. Try it a different way. Uh, try to get creative. Uh, and that, honestly, I mean, to me, that's the most in inspiring. I mean, everything is very inspiring. But that alone, uh, because, you know, we we're not to give up. <laughs> we are to continue to reinvent right. ourselves and pretty much do it over if we need to or just find better ways altogether. So, Eileen, this is amazing. I cannot wait to continue to work with you. I know with the pandemic we have faced so many challenges, right? Um so if you have done mm -hmm. such a wonderful job already as it is with everything that you're doing, imagine the things that you will be able to do when we have more freedom, right? When we feel more safe uh, to be out there and to reach out to more people. So isn't, isn't that wonderful, right. right? Yes, thank you so much. Yes, actually last year, so like I said um, earlier, we completed the drive in February. And then last year we weren't able to... Uh, actually bring the donations in person until early March, but it was literally right before everything shut down. So we were able to bring, I believe, I know the numbers are 96 and 81. I think it was 81 items to Miami Rescue Mission and then 96 items to Lotus House or maybe the opposite. But regardless, uh, we were able to bring both of those uh, donations. Yes, and definitely, different shelters. you know, regardless like, is the key word there. You are helping organizations in the community that, you know, we're doing so much good to, to help others. So, yes, you know, the yes. quantity sometimes, I mean, I don't, I don't really concentrate so much about numbers. It's about the effort, right? Mm -hmm. and, and how wonderful that you're getting students together to plan, execute, mm -hmm. gather the materials, get everything ready so that you can actually and inspire them in the process. <laughs> mm -hmm. I hope so, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Now, do you use social media? Do you send them an email? This is tip for our listeners. This is anyone who wants to do what Eileen is doing. Uh, what exactly, how did you get the message across? Right. So what we did, so last year, I, again, like I said, I was very ambitious, and then I tackled a lot of it on my own because I am a perfectionist. So I remember last year, I spent way longer than I thought I would. I spent about an entire, like, Saturday afternoon, I remember, just in the library, emailing every single organization on campus. We have a, we have a campus portal that has all the organizations. And so I used that. I looked at the presidents of each organization, the secretary, emailed them both, sent them, you know, 
letting them know. And then this year, I decided to get the students involved, and we did social media as well. So they posted on their stories, they reached out to family and friends, and that way we were able to get even more financial contributions than I anticipated. Amazing. Well, needless to say, I love you. I love you, M. <laughs> Everything about the U is just amazing. You guys are wonderful students and members of this community. Eileen, thank you for all you do. Much success to you in everything you're doing, and we hope to continue to working with you. Thank you so much for everything. Leanne Navarro here, the Senior Community Development Associate for the Miami Rescue Mission and the Broward Outreach Centers. I'm excited we have on the phone with us today Patricia Brown and Isabella Linez, the founder of Rainbow's Warriors. Thank you so yes. much, girls, for joining us. Thank you so much for taking the time. Um, I know you guys are doing great things. Tell us about Rainbow Warriors. Well, thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, the Rainbow Warriors is a mission that we began a few years ago, back in 2013, and it's all about clean food, clean water, clean air, and clean humanity. And what that means is we are literally the warriors of the rainbow, which is a, a term that is cloned by the Cree Indians, but they call it the warriors of the rainbow, so I call it the rainbow warriors. And what that means is there is a time that is coming upon us right now that we see where the earth is ravaged and savaged and, you know, people are in distress. But there will be a time where the warriors of the rainbow who are true uh, God beings and true people that love the planet and humanity will rise up and be the destroyers of the destroyers of the planet, meaning that we will destroy those who destroy humanity and the planet. But we will do it in love and kindness and with integrity. Absolutely. And again, I mean, I think we did another interview when I love, you know, what you guys say it's all about working together to give hope, to spread that hope among our communities. Uh, I know you have always events coming up. I know you're always planning something to help uh, our community. Tell us a little bit about those events that you do. All right, yeah, so we uh, we reach out to people that need need help and guidance, um, you know, rather than be in a, a me world, we wanna be in a we world, you know, with everything that's uh, honest with fear and anxiety and, and, you know, people are really searching their, their selves to see how they can get out of the pandemic or these things. We're forgetting about the people that are um, suffering from alcoholism or suffering from um, drug abuse or are homeless, you know, with the, you know, they've, they've been pushed out of their home because they can't afford it. So what we're doing is, you know, we're, we have these retreats where we all can come together and, and just really focus, yes, on building uh, ourselves, but also giving out to others and, and helping other people. And um, so, you know, the Rainbow Warriors do that. And mm -hmm. we're, um, you know, we have some events that we've done with um, uh, showering love with, um, you know, helping with the homeless and, um, you know, and people maybe standing on the corner and you wonder, you know, why are they, why can't they get a job? Well, we don't judge, we love. And right. so we're, we're spreading love, not judgment. And we, we hope to share that with the community. Yeah, and get that instilled into people that actually can have the donation investment to come to our retreat. And those people that are able to do that will afford us the fact that we get to sponsor in and allow other ones with addictions or whatever the case may be to come to our retreats for free. So that's what this is all about. The Rainbow Warriors, clean food, clean water, clean air, and clean humanity. And we can all come to, together and unite as one. And these retreats are geared towards everybody, men, women, 
and teenagers so that they all want to heal and they don't have to come from drug addiction. These are our retreats are really for those people that are healthy and that are, you know, good to go, but they want to expand and and um, enhance their life, which is based on my book, The Art of Health Restoration to Restore and Rejuvenate Your Body, Mind, Heart and Soul. That's amazing. Now, for those listeners that are wondering, oh, my God, I want to know everything about these women. I want to know what they're doing. I want to be a part of the next event. Maybe I want to be a sponsor. Maybe I want to help them any way I could. How can they find you? Oh, my goodness, yes. This is, uh, we definitely, uh, Patricia and I definitely do uh, unique events, and they can find us at mybestlifefiji.com, and that's F-I-J-I.com. MyBestLifeCG.com, and there they will find all of the events that we do in Fiji, that we do in the USA, in the Ozarks, and in Florida, and the numerous places around the USA. So definitely come on, come one, come all, and get your happy on. Yay. I love it. And if you didn't get the information because you're driving or you're busy, please call me. I got everything about Patricia and Isabella. Thank you so much, ladies, for joining us today. We appreciate all you do. Thank you. Awesome. Thank Thank you. Well, everyone knows that our program concentrates on people who are making a difference in the community, but we always make sure you hear a story of a life change and people who have maybe started out very hurting, uh, going through a tremendous difficulty, but then on the other end, there is that light at the end of the tunnel, and it's a good one. And so today, I'm so happy to have with us one of our graduates, uh, alumni, who is just uh, one of bursting at the seams to tell his wonderful story. Uh, so I'm going to welcome Joseph uh, to the program today. So thank you, Joseph, for being with us. All right. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Well, let's go back to the very beginning. Um, what really uh, brought you to uh, the Miami Rescue Mission? So let's give our listeners that that part of the story first. Yes. Well, um, my life, uh, I was like a functioning addict. Uh, I had nice jobs, good careers, you know, in line and everything. But eventually, uh, the constant use of drugs, eventually it did catch up with me. Uh, after uh, my life kind of spiraled out of control, I was incarcerated, uh, living on the streets, uh, you know, eating out of garbage cans, uh stealing out of stores just to uh survive and, uh, and how long was that would you say that that was part of your life this was a part of my life for maybe about 20 years for about Ooh. 20 years i was doing this that's a long time yes and uh after, now you had jobs in between that time yes i had jobs in between that time but you know like i said my life with drugs you, you know it was a constant on and off battle you know i was constantly doing good for a period of time and all of a sudden i kind of relapse and fall back and uh, after my last stint in jail, you know, my last period when I was incarcerated, my family had turned, you know, I understand what they did, why they did it. And uh, I just didn't have nowhere to go. And I was tired of sleeping on the streets. And uh, and one day uh, a friend of mine said, hey, man, let's go. I'm going to take you to this place. Even though I was living all the way in the southwest. And I'm like, man, I'm not going to Miami. I don't know nobody up in Miami. And then I, you know, I said that might be a good change for me just to get away. And uh, he introduced me to uh, the Miami Rescue Mission. And uh, I came here and I stayed at first. I didn't like it. But uh, the, the challenges and the different adversities and, the, you know, different goals that they instilled in me, you know, I stayed here and um, and I, I graduated. I graduated in, I believe, 2009. 
And, but that uh, didn't stop the story. No, that, that definitely didn't stop the story because here at the mission, you have an opportunity to do a couple different things. Uh, either you can go to school or find a job or, or continue whatever career you want to go. And my goal was to go to school. I, I wanted to go to school so I can be able to reach back and give to those who kind of went through what I went through. Well, let's not skip too far ahead because uh, we're going to kind of tell that more toward the end there. Let's talk a little bit. What really happened when you were at the Miami Rescue Mission? Well, while I was at the Miami Rescue Mission, the first, the first, (laughs) the first week I came here, uh, you know, they welcomed me in, you know, they welcomed me in. It it was so pleasing and it was just amazing because I was dirty, stink, smelling and and didn't have a dime in my name, nor clean clothes. Uh, They welcomed me in. I, you know, they, they fed me. I had a roof over my head. I had clean water. I had a change of clothes, and, and I had a place to stay. And that was that was a significant part right there, just to welcome me and they, in. And of course, you had to go back to school while you were at the mission. Yes, yes. While yeah, the education center, the education center center was a was another key factor which kept build up my little, you know, small components just to get my little reading and writing arithmetic back in track again so I can start thinking on the right level again and, uh, you know, just gave me enough time to kind of get my thinking abilities so correct. So while you were here and when did the decision come that you wanted to take social work? And we're going to go to a break, so say it fast. Okay. What what made you decide oh, social work? Well, social work, just like I said, I want to be able to give back. And that's what social workers do is to reach out to those that are in need. And, and that's what I want to do. I want to be able to give back to someone who's in need and, you know, just let my life be a testimony. Well, we're going to come back just right after the break. And, Joseph, you're going to tell our listening audience how you went forward to become uh, what you are today. And uh, I, we want to really let them know that you've got something great to say. So come back with us in just a moment. Well, we're back with Joseph and the rest of his story because he came into the Miami Rescue Mission after being homeless on and off for over 20 years. That is a very long time, sometimes functioning as an addict and having a job and then other times finding himself on the streets, as he said, eating out of a garbage can, which is very hard to imagine, especially when I'm sitting here looking at him right now and and knowing that he has his life together. So, Joseph, let's pick up the story. Uh, you graduated graduated the Miami Rescue Mission. You had gone through the education here. Of course, you had your case management job skill training here. Back on track, off of drugs, and you decided that you wanted to go on into social work, and so you have something great to say. What are you graduating from right now? Right now, I'm currently graduating from Barrow University with my master's degree in social work. Wow, your MSW. That is not easy. That is a very difficult thing to go through. So what made you keep pressing on to to do this? Just I, I, you know, I come by here and visit, you know, periodically at the Miami Rescue Mission. And I I see a lot of people that are still hurting, uh, people that are still in the streets. And and it's still always a need to be able to give them some support. And I just want to be part of that to be able to reach back and, you know, help those that are in need. And and you understand it. I I mean, you can come across from that viewpoint when people say, because when they look at you, you look like a professional. <laughs> I mean, you have all the look. You you, you look fantastic. Yeah. I wish sometimes radio could be also, you know, a little bit of television yeah. because I wish people could see you sitting here. Mm. It's amazing. Uh, you look like someone who's a CEO of a company or, wow. you know, you got Thank it all you. together. <laughs> and you're giving back to the community. And you're a taxpaying citizen now. Yes. Um, and here you came from the story of over. 
over 20 years. Yeah. Now, see, people think people out on the streets, oh, 20 years, there's no help or mm. there's no hope mm -hmm. for someone like that. But you're the proven example of that. So as you are going to be talking to people, how do you think that's going to impact them as you reach out to them as a social worker? I think as a social worker for number one, at my age of ripe age of 55 and, you know, gaining my master's degree, I just want to be able to tell them that it's never too late. You know, regardless of how old you may be or whatever your condition may be, it's never too late to to educate yourself, even to reach back and help those. So that's going to be one of my main goals is just to just to stand and just say, look at me, you know, I survived at this age and I'm, I'm not giving up. And, you know, and that's another key is just never give up regardless of, of whatever you may be experiencing and never give up. That's the key. And I'm sure somebody's listening right now who is either they're experiencing going through, oh, my gosh, my life is spiraling out of control. It's hopeless and there's no hope for me. Um, if you really know Joseph's story, you mm. you might have some hope because yes. he was one of those that thought mm -hmm. that way and his family thought that way yes um, on the other hand you may have a family member that you know uh, that you think that um, is just no hope for that person mm -hmm. either now if you're counseling someone uh, let me ask you so would you kind of wait for that card to pull out of the hat before you tell them and get into the counseling session a little bit and then wait for that moment when they say, well, you really don't understand because <laughs> you couldn't understand what it is to be on the street? Yes, uh, because as I was doing my internship, that's what I do. Sometimes I, I, you know, that's one of the first things they, they teach us to do is to listen, to have good listening skills. And as I'm listening to them, I, I listen to them go through the whole stint of their story. And they, and that's one of their favorite lines is, you don't understand. You you didn't smoke crack cocaine. You didn't do this. And, and I just sit back and I smile. When they're finished, I tell them my whole story, everything that I've done, and they just be amazed. Do they see? Do they feel hope then? They, they feel hope. They, they, they receive some hope, and they, they have a little belief now because they said if I did it, they know they're capable of doing it just as well. And they know that you can lead them in the right way. Well, Joseph, it's been wonderful having you on the show. Thank you for sharing your story. You are amazing, and we're so happy and proud of you as an alumni of the Miami Rescue Mission and also now as a graduate of Barry University. God bless you. Thank you. Well, you know, that testimony is what this program's all about. You know, we work with the homeless and needy every single day. We're serving thousands of people during the course of a year, but it always comes down to that one person or that one family, you know, how their lives have been impacted. We can't do all that we do without your support. Today is Easter, by the way, so happy Easter if you're just tuning in. Uh, we had a great celebration this past week. It was Passover, so we were teaching our residents about the Seder and what the, the greatness of the Passover, what it meant to the Jew, our Jewish friends. And many of our Jewish friends came out and helped us to do that. And then, of course, we had our Good Friday outreach where over 300 families uh, came through in a drive through at our church property located in Miami Gardens. They received box food, hygiene products, clothing, and then every child got an Easter basket. There was prayer tents there, and people actually had a baptism take place. It was a great, great day. A lot of planning, a lot of help from the community. A lot of our staff was involved in this, and we just want to bless people. We've done this for years and years and years on, thanks, on Good Friday. We have outreaches for Thanksgiving and for Christmas. Of course, with COVID, everything is different, and we want to make sure that people felt safe and protected and uh, 
follow all precautions that we that we could follow and so we decided to have a drive through um, outreach and it was just glorious so people were smiling it was happy we bring encouragement the kids had big smiles on their face and many of the parents said you know it was tough we didn't hardly have anything I don't know what we would have done without you and so that was again a good sign you know you can still help us right here on Easter what a way to celebrate Easter is to remember the homeless and the needy so go to caringplace.org slash Easter that's caringplace.org slash Easter for two dollars and ten cents you can provide a hot delicious meal to someone in need for that means for twenty one dollars you have ten meals and I know and I've been here for thirty years that hope often begins with a meal you know, people that come to us may not necessarily want change in their life, but they're hungry, they're tired, they, they're dirty, they need a change of clothes, they need a shower. And when we do that, then that, we, that opens up some doors in their heart and their mind. It's hard to talk to somebody when they're hungry or when they're dirty or when they feel uncomfortable or overtired. But when they get that shower and they get a change of clothes and they get that nice, hot, delicious meal, uh, we have an opportunity to tell them about what we can do for them, how their life can be impacted. And, uh, and then it takes, it takes heart. You know, sometimes people will come five, six, seven, eight times and get a meal. Uh, we don't want to just feed people and, and turn them back into the streets and turn them back into their addiction or whatever they're doing or they're begging, whatever they're doing. We want to see them change. And so it may take a few times, but then people do make that decision and they do get their lives turned around. And you just heard a great testimony. So again, go to caringplace.org slash Easter to help today. It'll be a great way. Now, we also have our spring cleaning with our purpose going on. It's a campaign we do every spring. And we're asking the community as they go through their homes, you know, you're going to change out your furniture. You're changing out clothes. Uh, you have knickknacks. You maybe even have cars or boats that you don't, no longer want or you're trying to get rid of. Uh, we have a thrift store located at 8700 Northwest 7th Avenue. It's a beautiful store. It's got clothing and knickknacks and furnishings, about, just about everything you'd ever want in the store. Uh, and we use that to, to raise money for our programs and also to help train men and women uh, on the job, you know, how to be successful in being employed and keeping your job. So that means being on time, responsible, completing your task. Uh, they're not getting paid for it because they're in our program, but they're learning really, really valuable skills. And the items that we get during the course of the week, all the clothing that we get, uh, other items that we receive, we put them into great use in our centers in Miami and in Broward. So again, go to caringplace.org slash thrift, and you can have some spring cleaning with a purpose. Uh, we need it, and you'll be blessed. Well, thank you again for tuning in today. Happy Easter again. God bless you and tune in next Sunday right here on News Radio 610 WIOD for more Mission Possible. This podcast was presented by the Miami Rescue Mission Broward Outreach Centers, also known as The Caring Place. www.caringplace.org.